Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there. And I want to give a big shout out to my international fans and listeners in China, Russia, Turkey, Canada, Sweden, Germany, Greece, France, Morocco, and all the other countries that are listening in. I want to give a shout out also around the country to my local and national listeners. Listen, I want to share this. If you enjoy the show each week, contact me via my email. Give me a shout out at info at transformationforsuccess.com or you can Skype me at Dr. Period, Barbara Young, with your comments, suggestions, and feedback. I'd love to hear from you. So today, I'm so excited. I have a guest in the studio that I met some time ago, and I heard his incredible story in person. He is none other than the highly acclaimed Dom Fawcett. He's an award-winning speaker, best-selling author, and founder of the Fortune 500 company, Think React lead. So I want you to stay tuned, call your friends to listen in, or you can download the show later via iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Roku, we got it all. So there's no excuse, you can listen to these shows every week. Let me share a little bit more about my guest. Dom, after being challenged in his early years with a severe stuttering problem, he overcame this to become highly motivated to learn how to communicate effectively and with rapport. How many of you listeners know of people, they're great, they're lovable, but they're poor communicators? Well, Dom learned this skill set to work his way to become a notable speaker in high demand and a Fortune 500 company vice president without a college degree. He's a veteran of the United States Air Force and a former law enforcement officer. He spent 16 years in corporate leadership, and his real-life experiences that he's going to share with you today have molded him into the terrific individual he is today. And I met him, and I know him not only professionally, but he's personally just absolutely delightful and spiritually connected. So he's here today to share his heart-wrenching transformational journey of how he found his superpower. So I'm sure after listening to Dom today, you're going to find yours as well. So if you've got any questions you want to ask Dom, you can call in live 1-888-346-9141. We welcome your call so you can Skype and we'll take time to answer them. He will, I'm sure. So let me introduce my guest today, Mr. Dom Farset. Dom, hello. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Oh, man. What a wonderful introduction. Best introduction I've heard in quite some time. Just thank <laughs> well, you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. You deserve it. You deserve it. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show today. And I especially wanted to have you join me the first month of the new year. It's 2019. Isn't that incredible? It's sort of hard to believe. Yes, I mean. <laughs> right. Time flies, but when you're having fun, it doesn't really matter, does it? No, it doesn't. And I know for you... Dom, you've had an incredible journey, and since I met you in person, and and listeners, I want you to know that this is a handsome, fit gentleman, works out, keeps his body in shape, he's great, and I know a lot of people have seen you on Facebook, and they've seen you in other venues, but you're an incredible individual, and I want to thank you for taking time to be on the show today. I want you to share a a bit of your childhood and how you were challenged and uh, with the stuttering problem and how you were this quiet child and look at the man you are today. So share how you came, how you overcame this challenge. I did stutter as a child and I I still stutter now, but stuttering as I, as I look back and, and as I am a parent as well, I believe stuttering saved my life. I think that was God's way of helping my, helping my parents out and, 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 allowing them to enjoy their patience and me not run through that patience. Um, mm-hmm. I stuttered a lot, so it kept me quiet. And mm-hmm. in being quiet, because it took me so long just to introduce myself, uh, so I just opted not to introduce myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were certain sports I couldn't play because they required, you know, 
verbal instructions. So mm-hmm. I ran. I, I ran cross country and, and ran track. I didn't need, need to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it did keep me shy. Shy within okay. reason. Mm-hmm. I joined the military, and in, in the Air Force, I was K-9. Now, what I learned, and again, this is hindsight, but being deployed with a dog, mm-hmm. uh, it gets lonely. So mm-hmm. you inadvertently speak to your dog. Your, your dog's your, your, your partner. Mm-hmm. But I, mm-hmm. I learned how to communicate via my military working dog because my, my dog never judged me. Mm-hmm. Um, he never always let back. me finish <laughs> my sentences. Right? Uh, he, he was one of the best listeners. Um, and, and when you go to places like, you know, Germany and Africa and all these other places in the world and, you know, you're sent out to the middle of nowhere and it's just you and your dog to do whatever it is you and your dog do, uh, you, you, you get comfortable with being listened to by somebody or something in this case that's not judging you. See, a lot of stutterers uh, are afraid to speak because there's a certain level of anxiety that comes about. And that anxiety for stutterers, it, it, it attacks their communication. And I've always told parents of stutterers or even adults, mm-hmm. start reading to your, your, your pets, start reading to your stuffed animals, mm-hmm. and you'll see that, that you'll finish a paragraph without stuttering. And That's a great idea. Go ahead. I'm it, sorry. It, it uh-huh. helped me. No, no, you're, you're fine. I'm just having a, a conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, after I got, got out of the military, you know, I let my hair grow out, and I, for a year I was in a band. And oh during God. that time, I learned how to tweak my voice mm-hmm. and go through a whole set without stuttering. I did a lot of spoken word, a lot of, I just used my voice a lot. Mm-hmm. And I got comfortable with who I was. And then I became a cop. I would just need, I, I needed to carry a gun again. That was, I was just itching to do that. But I became a cop. <laughs> And as a police officer, like, you're not given the luxury of stuttering, especially where I was. I was a cop in Jackson, Mississippi. And <laughs> minute, stuttering so could have cost I can just hear you stopping somebody and stuttering. Uh, ma'am, 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 can I, can I, it's your, your, your dri- right. driver's license? I can just see that. That does not, that will not work. <laughs> no, it, it won't work. You have one time to give an instruction, uh, and you have to do it with a certain level of bravado, a certain level of increased confidence, real or not. Right. Right. And stuttering kills that. So wow. I just, uh, it, through law enforcement, mm-hmm. kicking a couple doors, you know, warrants, things along those lines, your confidence just increases. And these are experiences that your average person will never um, experience in, in life, which is great. But I got to a point where I, I, I just accepted who I was. I got comfortable. And then I learned how to speak. But going back to elementary school, Mm -hmm. I got pulled out of class often. Elementary school, junior high, sometimes high school, I got pulled out of class to go to a speech therapist. Any speech therapist had their way of doing things. So Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. You know, these are things that the right speakers coach nowadays would charge $100,000 a year for. But it it took me 30-plus years to really tweak who I was. But the caveat to that is, and I found this out. I spoke at a company called USAA, uh, and I spoke to a group of executives mm-hmm. about leadership. And one of the executives came up to me afterwards, and he said, can I, you know, can I, can I give you some, some feedback or my takeaway from this? I said, of, of course. We don't grow without feedback. Feedback is a gift. Right. He said, I really lo- I loved your message. I, I, I love what you had to say. He said, but it, it, it didn't connect with your audience, and, and here's why. You sound, or he said, you were too perfect. Now, wow. mind you, I'm thinking to myself, from the age of five all the way till at that moment, like I worked towards not stuttering, being able to communicate and sound like a person on television, and not stutter, and and very be very quick and and with my words. And here here I am at 35. Somebody's telling me that who I am mm-hmm. is okay mm-hmm. to be. On stage, <laughs> and that was some of the best feedback I've ever gotten. And the person that you saw on stage was a result of that conversation or that feedback that I received from that executive. Well, you were not I'm you were not okay showing perfection on that stage. You were showing imperfection. But how out mm-hmm. of imperfection can come growth. a lot of it. 
and perfection. But you relate right. it to the audience, and that's what it's about. But, you know, uh, when I get back to this, and this is interesting too, Dom, uh, as we're having this conversation, my late husband was a stutterer in childhood. He talked about oh, wow. that and how he would get the anxiety occurs when the spotlight's on you. And he would just mm-hmm. he just couldn't get it out. And they would say, relax, take your time. He ended up in the Air Force as well, <laughs> and oh, uh, he joined the man. Army and the Air Forces in the, and for well over 23 years, but he learned to conquer that stuttering problem, and he did it in the military, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the same thing he said. He didn't talk very much to people because, you know, but he learned uh, to measure him, his voice and measure his speech and not talk, and by the time I met him, I mean, I would have never known that, so kudos to you. <laughs> because he didn't have a speech therapist because he was born in 1926 so there was no such thing as a speech therapist (laughs) oh but thank god he had family members like you had family members who understood and that is a blessing but isn't it interesting how there's a divine plan for all of us but it takes years in the making here you are it takes 30 years you mentioned that 30 Mm -hmm. plus years to become an on that journey, I want to ask you, what motivated you to become a police officer? You know, I mean, because here you are, you know, uh, and you ran track. But what really was the motivation for you to become a police officer? Was there something more important? I mean, or more interesting? Yes, my. So there's a couple different things. My, my great-grandfather uh, was one of the first black police officers in Philadelphia. So he, the class he oh. graduated in was the first class to have oh. African Americans in it. Right. And he, uh, he taught me a lot up until he died. He died when I was six. But mm-hmm. I learned a, a lot from him, you know, just how to oh. walk, how to talk. You know, at, at that, that age, he lived with us for a period of time. And he was the only police officer in the family. Uh, the other reason why I, I grew up in an, an environment where um, my dare officer in, in elementary school, uh, took a lot of it to me, and he, he, he taught me a lot. His name was Officer Green. And I knew that if I just never drank, never did drugs, wasn't a product of my environment outside of my house, mm-hmm. um, I, I could do what I needed to do in the military and then do what I needed to do in law enforcement. My, my end goal was to go DEA. That was my end goal. But I, I, just, I wanted to help people. That's, I'm a firstborn, so helping people was, was something that I was, as a child, forced to do. Make your brother a sandwich, you know. <laughs> go outside and get your brothers. Go do this. But mm-hmm. as I got older, it was just what I was passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no desire to being a professional speaker, but I, I thought I was going to be a cop for the rest of my life or carry a gun for the rest of my life. But there's a lot of things that happen on the streets <laughs> that cops see that mm-hmm. media doesn't talk about. And it's... Uh, it, it, there was a, a, an incident, not cutting you off, but you, when you became an, a police officer, there was a dramatic occurrence that changed your life as a police officer. Do you mind sharing that? What happened? And what of was course, that the moment course. you said, this is it? I, I don't mind. I'll share it, of course. The, um, there's always dramatic incidences in, 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 in law enforcement, right? You know, we, mm-hmm. we get called when nobody else can, can do the job uh, for the most part. And there was a, a, a point where, uh, long story short, I found myself in the front lawn, gun drawn, uh, two and a half pounds of trigger pull, which means I, I, I had already pressed the trigger for those of us mm-hmm. that have never shot. But and and the trigger was was pulled, and I'm standing there with the barrel pointed at an individual. Uh, he had a knife, and as I'm 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 looking down the top of my guns, you have a rear sight and a front sight, adrenaline starts to kick in. And mm-hmm. uh, for me, the, the, the rear sight got larger, front sight disappeared. But I had a very strong bead on, on the individual. Like I could see him as though I was looking at him through a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. And I could see this, it was two in the morning, but I could still, I could smell his, his sweat, smell his, his odor. But wow. as all of my senses were, were engaged and locked in on that space that he was in. I heard something whispered, mm-hmm. Daddy. And it wasn't mm-hmm. me, and it wasn't him. It sounded like a child. And 
he's standing in front of his porch light, if you could imagine, at 2 in the morning, so it was dark, so everything illuminated from behind him. Mm-hmm. He looked like a shadow. But I saw this little child here from behind him near his, uh, his quad, and I was less than a second away from killing this guy, and I saw, as I regained composure and stopped just seeing him, I saw two other children. So there's three boys here, and I thought to myself... If I kill this man, he, it, hmm. it, when I shoot this man, he will die. Mm-hmm. And then there's three kids that will grow up hating police officers. And that could, and these are all thoughts that I'm having in the moment. It probably happened a lot faster than this, but mm-hmm. that will negatively impact their life. It will negatively impact like everything going on. And at the time, I was going through some things. I would serve warrants without a bulletproof vest, and more often than I didn't wear a vest to work because I wanted to be taken. I wanted to be killed by a suspect. Um, I was finished living. I was just, I had had enough. I, everything, I had no emotions. I couldn't feel. I lacked the ability to feel everything for me. Like my emotions were gray if I had to put a color to it. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I'm ready to go. I'm, and I'm talking to God if that makes sense, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm crazy now, but I'm just saying I'm ready to go. I've been, I'm a trained fighter. Whatever happens, he stabs me. I go, I go out like a hero. So I, I holstered my weapon, and no sooner than I went to pull the weapon back and, and holster it, he comes running off his porch. I go running towards him, and we connected, but I, I don't recall what happened after that. I just know by the time I came back, he had hand, I put handcuffs on him. He was apprehended. And then after that, I, I, I put my two weeks' notice in because I couldn't guarantee that if that happened again, Mm-hmm. I was, wasn't going to kill somebody. And there's just a certain level of anger that I had while I was putting the handcuffs on that this man all put me in a position to be okay with ki- me dying mm-hmm. or kill him in front of his kids. Like, he was so selfless. And, so, and I tell you that, he was so selfish. And mm-hmm. I, I hated him in that moment. Um, but I hated myself more. And, wow. I, you know, I had wow. some things to get past. Um, and that, yeah. that was about a 10-year journey when I left law enforcement. Well, that is, I tell you, thank you so much for sharing that story. Because, you know, there comes a time when you say, there's a moment that you say, this is it. And that was it for you. So, mm-hmm. I t- listeners, I want you to stay tuned because we're going to take a quick break. But we're going to come back and hear the story, how he realized he had another purpose. God had another plan for him. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within. But many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Have you left the cage that held you back but find yourself in the wild of your life wondering, what do I do now? I'm Dr. Lisa Cooney, and today I'm going to give you the tools to answer that question. Regardless of the issue, your choices of the past no longer need to haunt you. You have the power to change that and to create from a space of fun and ease. How different can your life be? Find out. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, noon Central, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. is transformation for success to reach dr barbara young or today's guest please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to info at transformation now back to this week's program 
Well, welcome back. As I'm interviewing my guest in the studio today, Mr. Dom Fawcett, who is an award-winning speaker, best-selling author, and founder of the Think React Lead Company. And he's sharing his transformational journey of overcoming challenges that he faced as a child with severe depression. And he's had many challenges. And those of you who are just tuning in, you've got to listen more as he talks about how he overcame many of those challenges to find his superpower. And I know after listening to him, you're going to have your superpower ready for 2019. So, Dom, uh, when we went on break, you talked about how you actually went in, gave it your two weeks notice, and then you go into a 10-year journey. What's happening during that 10-year journey? You know, I didn't think it was a journey. I think about, well, I'm at the age now where I think everything is a journey. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Heck, some, you know, for me, I'm, I'm 40, just sometimes going to pick up my son is just, a, it's a journey, right? But I, I just, uh, I knew that something had to change. I just didn't know what. Uh, uh-huh. I was born in 78, so growing up uh, heavy in the church, culturally, uh, I, at the time, you know, there was no counseling, there was no, you know, psychiatrist, there was no medication, there was, suck it up, right? There was no such thing as PTSD and anxiety. And for me, I, I thought anxiety was for girls. That's just how I, I kind of mapped everything. Mm-hmm. And one day I, I uh, woke up, and I'm, I'm, I'm speeding it up a little bit, but mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was chasing money. And you know what money people that have money seem seem very happy. <clears throat> so I, you know, with one job after another. So when I say one job after another, I was interviewing and get one job, have it for two years, redo my resume, you know, have a thirty thousand dollar pay increase. And my goal was to get to six figures, and I I I got there, but mm-hmm. my my pocket changed, my checkbook changed, but my mindset didn't change. Mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm living in uh, an environment that didn't match my income mm-hmm. and I was still suffering from night terrors and mm-hmm. you would think on the outside I was smiling I was that guy in the office smiling running my team getting the, the numbers the sales my sales teams were always golden but I was sleeping in my closet wow on the floor with my glock by my side because I can. I knew that I can control anything that comes through that door. In the something was coming through that door, mm-hmm. um, and I, I would mm-hmm. wake up yelling and all these things, and it didn't hit me until I I, I met who is now my current, who's my wife, mm-hmm. and the whole marriage thing came up, or or I, I told her. I'm not going to spend the night. I'm not, I I, I can't because there's a risk that I might, but you might wake up in a chokehold Mm -hmm. and I don't know what's going to happen after that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and her response to me was, I don't care. I love you. Mm -hmm. And I had never, I'm sure some outside of my parents, nobody's ever said that to me. With wow. the look that, that, that she had, the sincerity that she had, the, mm-hmm. like, I, and, and I told her everything I've ever, ever done in the military, everything I did as a cop, things that people don't say, as my sister says, you are crazy. Um, <laughs> but she didn't call me that since I was a kid. I'm, I'm the older, older sibling. Uh-huh. But <laughs> right. I realized that I needed to, to change. I needed to find happiness. I, I didn't know what that was. And one of my, um, I had a psychiatrist, and, and, and she, she said, what's the thing that you did as a child that put a smile on your face? So I, I skateboarded. My dad skateboarded. I skateboarded. It was a thing. She said, "Go, go do that." I'm like, I can't. One, I'm too old. Uh, two, that's I'm an ex cop. Like, we don't do that. And she said some things. Long story short, you know, I'm four skateboards later, uh, I do I downhill <laughs> longboard because it puts a smile on my face. But it, it was it, it was literally going back to being a kid again mm-hmm. and being okay with falling in love. Uh, being okay with sharing your feelings, right? These are things that a lot of people that are tough or alphas or a lot of men, uh, some women, they don't do that because they've been hurt before. Right, right. 
and I let go of the people that hurt me. I, I forgave myself for all the bad things I did. And I just moved forward. And I, I, you know, my mantra now is change one life every day for the rest of my life. But it had to start with, with, with me. Mm-hmm. hmm I think that is so and important because that was one of the questions I was going to have because I know that you had gone through all of this. And so there are so many listeners out there that have experienced or experiencing some of the same things and having the dark moments and having the night terrors and all of this bad mm-hmm. nat- nightmares and not knowing where to turn. And maybe they are seeing a psychiatrist. And sometimes that's not maybe the answer. But it is within you. Right. You have to start with you, and that's what I hear you saying. Um, what were what was another thing? You forgave yourself. You learned how to love. You opened up so that you could love somebody. You started sharing your feelings with somebody, I did. a person, and you'd never done that before. You never really, really opened oh, up heaven, to someone. No. And no. that's being that's I, uh, being vulnerable. You know what I, I did? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, I was just saying you were being vulnerable. Yeah, open. Oh, very much so. Way out of my comfort zone. And, uh, you know, I tell my clients all the time, stay out of your comfort zone. But for, for me, because I knew my past, I stopped watching movies, you know, war movies. I stopped watching all the movies I was attracted to. Anything with a gun I was in. I stopped watching, watching that. I started watching comedy. Um, I got rid of all my mil- – anything in my house. Like, there's nothing in my house now that when you walk in would suggest that I'm prior military. There's nothing in my – Typically, in my conversation, that would suggest that I'm military. I, I, I started, you know, what really helped me outside of the love aspect of it was I started diversifying my association. So I mm-hmm. didn't care what religion you were. I didn't care what, what race you were. I didn't care what gender you were. I didn't care what your, uh, your, your preference was. I just saw mm-hmm. you, I saw a person as a person because when you stand over a man who's breathing his last breath, mm-hmm. you see the soul. fall deep into his eyes until it disappears and they just become flesh on the ground, on the grass. It changes how you look at people. I used to hear people say, well, I don't see race. I'm like, you're an idiot. Everybody sees race, but no, like they, they're, they're right. I don't see race because I just see the heart of the person, good or bad. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I see the heart of the person and it, I'm a firm believer that if, if the five closest people to you outside of family act like you, look like you, sound like you, think like you, and believe like you, you will never grow. And that is so true. And, you know, and I like how you coined the term, which I, I love, diversifying your associations. That is important. Embracing people because of not how they look. Not the career they're in, whether they're rich, whether they're poor, but because of their heart. And there's always usually right. a connection when you do that. I'm so glad you shared mm-hmm. that because I think that is, that is you're on a path. Uh, and I'm, I'm taking notes and knowing that the listeners out there, if you're taking notes, forgiving yourself, being vulnerable and open, and you're going to have to get rid of some of that negativity. You're going to have to stop looking at some of those movies. Some people love horror movies. I don't. The, right. And yeah, a lot of the negativity. <laughs> that now (laughs) when did you actually um realize that your purpose was to develop and encourage people in leadership because that's a specific field when you start talking about leaders why do you feel they need so much help (laughs) why did you you realize (laughs) i I know they need help but i just want your answer Everybody needs help, but you can't help it. One person can't help everybody. No. Uh, I had been at, I worked for J.P. Morgan Chase and a couple other companies from the leadership and financial aspect, and I noticed a certain type of person that would, mm-hmm. would, would, would come to me in secrecy. And okay. what I learned was these are high-income individuals, they're, they're executives, C-suite executives, and the reason they came to me is because they were typically the man or the woman in their circle of influence. There was nobody in their circle they could share things with, and there's just a certain level of integrity uh, and, and, and insight that, that I provide that stays between myself and the other person. And then I, real, I didn't know coaching was a business. I didn't know professional speaking was a business at this time. Mm-hmm. I started finding out that my time was being taken up outside of work. So I just, common sense says, you want your time back, put a dollar sign on it. 
So I just started telling people, hey, if you want to talk to me, it's going to cost you this amount of money. And it wasn't a lot. It was like a gym membership amount. But uh-huh. I, I noticed the people that were serious and the ones that weren't. And I didn't have any program or progress or anything like that. But uh-huh. it allowed me to get my time back to spend with my family because to me that's very important. Uh, or I learned for it to be very important. And then uh, I realized as I was increasing my prices to get my time back, I was doing this for me because I learned to love me and find Dom Fawcett you know, the most important person on this earth, because when I die or when I'm on my deathbed, the people around me are only going to be family, not the, you know, 100,000 followers on Instagram or people that are plugging (laughs) me for information. They're not going to be there. So I need to spend my quality time with my wife and my children. Um, So it just, I started helping people because that's what I've always done, but leveraging it as well, because I find me important. I might die tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. want to spend five hours with somebody in conversation that they'll do nothing with. Well, you know, the thing that um, resonates with me is that how you were able to use all of your talents and abilities. and But more importantly, how you were able to use the things, your weaknesses, to turn them into strengths and to be transparent right. enough to share that on stages with people. Uh, and I, you know, and I think that when you when it comes to leaders, what what did you learn about yourself personally as it relates to leadership? Because I always this is my philosophy is that you first you're the president CEO of your own corporation. So the mm-hmm. first lesson is that it's like leading yourself. So what did you learn about you as it relates to leadership? Because I've always been fascinated with people who encouraging or who are working with leaders. What did you find out about yourself I, as it relates to leadership? I came into leadership very, very naive. Um, mm-hmm. in the military's honesty, integrity, loyalty, and service. And I would be around all these executives, and they would be one way at work, and then I would see them you see their wives or their spouse call, they wouldn't answer, and just kind of the way they were out and about and the way they carried themselves, and most of them are civilians. And I always thought to myself, what if, like, if my wife was here, how would I act? And I would always say, you can't, if you can't lead from your, inside your door, what gives you permission to lead people outside of your door? And I'm not going to say I'm an open book, but, you know, my wife and I do a lot of lies, you know, and I think people are Mm -hmm. extremely important. Mm -hmm. I need my wife and my children to see me Mm -hmm. and not, and I've seen this happen when I'm on stage or if I'm at an event, oh, he's just doing that because, you know, he doesn't want to be judged or he wants to be seen a certain way. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. to me is extremely important. I need my, I need my family to see an authentic, a real, vulnerable Dom Fawcett, and I need others to see the exact same person. It's much easier for me to manage that because it's real as opposed to being fake or adjusting who I am just for a certain audience. Right, right. So I, I learned to be the obvious choice, right? Be, be the example when there's not an example to be. Okay. What do you usually uh, tell them? Because uh, I know you're working with some of the best and the brightest in the leadership development field. So basically, Dom, what, what two strategies do you tell them actually when you have your messages? Because I know you're working with them longer than an hour or two, but what do you basically share with them that, you, that I want the listeners to? Because we're on the business channel as well. A lot of business leaders, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs out there, you and leadership, t- listen up because Don's got some good stuff. So to share. <laughs> there, there's three three things that we do right off the bat. Um, mm-hmm. I have a, a, a habits assessment that that they that they go through, um, and this allows them and myself to see what their habits are and, and how it plays out in the internal external aspects of their life, professional at home, etc. Mm-hmm. We have a the one question that I love to ask my asses of all my clients. The moment we start, the first question: When is the last time you were happy? Wow. And what's crazy is I've yet to have somebody answer the question the way it should be answered right off the bat. The last lady answered the question like this. She said, I was happy at Christmas because I oh, saw wow. my kids open up all their, all their mm. gifts. And what she was happy with was the fact that she's a single mom, she's successful, and her hard work paid for those gifts, and her kids were happy. And I said, well, that's not you being happy. That's you being validated by your work. That's you being validated with the, mm-hmm. ha, I showed them 
right? When your kids become adults and are gone, does that mean your happiness goes? The answer is yes for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I asked That's- her, when is the last time you were happy, void of anyone else? And she thought, and she thought, and this was via Zoom, so we were, I, I could see her through the computer, like we were going back and forth, and she just started crying. Oh, my goodness. And she said the last she couldn't time remember. she was happy was when she was nine. Her father kissed it, her on her cheek, and that was the last time she saw her dad. Wow. Wow. So you make people dig deep and go back. So that, mm-hmm. before we go on break, was the third thing you ask them. The obvious is a habits assessment. We do that. And then when's the mm-hmm. last time you were happy? That's very important. What's another one you ask him? That's digging deep. <laughs> Who are you? Mm-hmm. I bet how many people can really tell you who they are. <laughs> I haven't had anybody answer the question. They answer it how they think I want to hear it or what they've been told to be. But they, 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 they don't. And I know they're not going to be able to answer the question. But these are simple questions, but the answers aren't simple. No, they are not. Well, you know, with that, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back because I have another burning question of how people can find their superpowers. Okay, so listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back. You with my guest, Dom Fawcett. Thank you so much for listening. I'm having a delightful time, and I hope you are too. So stay tuned. We will be right back. on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. How are you doing in your life? Do you control your life, or does it control you? In our hectic, overconnected world, do you spend too much time feeling tired and wired? Tune in to Master Your Life with hosts Leah Mattinson and Dr. Howard Rankin for inspiration, insight, and intelligence on how to gain control of yourself and your life. Along with some inspirational and knowledgeable guests, Leah and Howard will give you the tools needed to help you on your journey. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and I'm here in the studio with my guest today, Dom Fawcett, an award-winning speaker, best-selling author, and founder of Think React Lead Company. And we were just talking about, before we went on break, some of his thoughts on leadership and some of the things that he shares with the best and the brightest in the leadership development field. So, Dom, as we were, uh, before we went on break, those three questions, what you do, one, is a habits assessment with leaders, and then A question, when is the last time you were happy? Boy, listeners, you better get that one, I tell you. When is the last time you were happy? Think about that. And then the third question is, who are you? So, Dom, this has been, I mean, a really fascinating discussion because we could really have another hour to talk about leadership and and really some of the strategies and some of the steps. Um, But one of the burning questions that um, I wanted to have, did you want to add anything to this? Because basically... Uh, there are a lot of people who don't feel they're good enough. And even uh, mm. I found that leaders, sometimes it's almost like the Wizard of Oz syndrome because you think they're, they're, they've got it all together, but they really don't. So mm-hmm. these uh, strategies and the things that you're doing uh, to help leaders uh, is so valuable. But what are some of the things that you require of them? Because there's always an ask. What do you ask them to implement and do to change their lives? You know, it's it, everything goes back to, goes back to integrity. Um, mm-hmm. Most people have somebody in their life that, that they need to open up to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I have found that um, there's there's just desires that people have 
Mm-hmm. Especially those that are in, in leadership roles, uh, because there's, there's a lot on their shoulders. Um, I expect them to be, be, be honest with themselves, but more importantly, mm-hmm. honest with the people, not more importantly, secondly, honest with the people around them, like their family. Right, like mm-hmm. when things aren't going well, be okay with having that conversation. Just, mm-hmm. just open up. I don't complain about it, but just be. Mm-hmm. Let people around you know what's going on. There's a well. My book, when success and accomplishments aren't enough, it, it that I wrote that book because I got tired of seeing executives, you know, pulled out the the job site on stretchers. Um, you know, I. Somebody I know very, very close to me uh, became the executor of somebody's estate, and mm-hmm. this, this guy I saw had it all. Like, he had everything. Mm-hmm. The house, you know, the window overlooking the beach, multiple homes. Well, he had, a, he had an account titled Play, Play Money, and it had over a million dollars in it. And this mm-hmm. is just a random account that he, he had, and he, um, he, he, he killed himself. Wow. Wow. And... Like he was a CEO, like this, he was that guy, the guy everybody thinks they want to be. And I wrote, you know, think, react, lead when success and accomplishments aren't enough because there's nothing worse than coaching somebody and you're, you're 90 days into it and you then realize who they are, right? And then they realize who they, who they, they are. That's why I find that question uh, to be extremely important because if you're coaching me, or you want me to coach you on the person that you're, you're acting as though you are, we get zero results. And I found that out early on, but knowing who you are, which unfortunately, you know, everything is a syllabus until you graduate college and, or you get your MBA or your PhD. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't, don't realize that some of the things that they're doing are based off their culture. Right. They're, right. And they don't, they, they see past that, right. They, there's certain things that, that, that the Asian culture expects of, of their, their youth that the black culture doesn't. Certain things the, the African-American culture expects of their youth that, that the Caucasian culture doesn't. Like, there's just so many cultural things behind this, the reasons we do things that we don't even, we don't ask ourselves enough, why am I doing this? Like, I asked myself this morning, why am I eating Raisin Bran? And my answer was, Raisin Bran puts a smile on my face. I like Raisin Bran. I love the little raisins when I find them in the bowl. <laughs> and I'm okay with that answer. But, I, you know, why aren't you going to the gym at 4 a.m.? Well, the gym doesn't open until 4.30, so that's when I go. So these are, it's, it's, it might sound minute, but asking yourself why before every action that you take, mm-hmm. you take, and then you move forward. But you have to have an answer. Don't just, we, we should never be nonchalant with every step that we make on this earth. That's absolutely true. And every step has a path. And every path has a destiny. You know, one of the things that uh, you're you're really sharing that the superpowers, because I talked about this because I know that you talked about finding your superpower. And I thought it was so important for people to realize that their superpowers are within them. And a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. realize that you have the superpower. You have all the power that God ever gave you when you were born. It's a matter of how you use it. So you've talked about leading. uh, You've talked about habits and when is the last time you were happy? And I wonder how many people even think about that. But Dom, there's so many people around the globe that are seeking answers internally, but a lot of them, they're, they're seeking answers, I should say, externally rather than mm-hmm. internally. Because it's so hard. Let's, I, I hate using that word, but that, I won't use it. It's difficult to look within. So a lot of times, like tragedies, like the things that happened to you, caused you to what? Go looking inside to find out who oh, yeah. you're dumb. So that, how can people, what do, what do you think, uh, that why so many people are drawn to the movies that, that people are dealing with their superpowers? <laughs> Have you thought about that lately? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it goes back to being a, you know, being a child. Right. It, it, it goes back to, you know, loving, loving to watch the story of the underdog. Right. Mm-hmm. It goes, uh, people don't think about why they like these movies, but, it, you know, why do people spend hours in front of a, a football game, right, in front of a TV? I was just on a, 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 a client today, and he, he, he said, dude, I, I haven't watched TV all last week. 
<laughs> and for him, that's a win. He's an executive, and he said, man, I, I got 10 hours back because it's NFL No season. TV. He mm-hmm. got ten, 10 hours back. He said, I went on two dates with my wife. Uh, which she was, I, I could hear her in the background. She said, we had fun. Um, and I know what that means, but it's, they, they, he's enjoying life, realizing that, shoot, I don't have to watch TV. But to get him to the point of not watching television, that was, a, that was an hour and a half struggle. He's like, why are you telling me not to watch TV? And I, I said, I'm not telling you not to watch it. You just gave me a list of 10 goals that you have for 2019 into 2020. And you want, and the only way to get there is is is, is time. So if you that's can get true. ten hours back a week, that's forty hours a month. Oh, all of a sudden now we we have found time. So people people like watching other people do the work to get to where they want to go. And a movie is two hours, but in life it could be twenty to thirty years. It's so true. So what would you say uh, to some of my listeners out there that are seeking? They've heard you speak today. They've heard you talk about childhood, getting your time back, talking about skateboarding, doing the things that you love and what makes you happy, no matter what people may think. Um, Being willing to be open and to be transparent for people to see, because so many people, and I know many cultures, they don't share their feelings and because they're taught Mm -hmm. not to. And a lot of times we, we feel hurt. But the reason why I'm so happy to have you on the show as a man to share that it's okay to share your feelings. It's okay to say, I was hurt. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay mm-hmm. to what I call diversify your association. <laughs> I love that. Right. Because people will talk about, I, use, I have used the phrase, keep away from toxic friends or, you know, get rid of your toxic friends or the negative friends in your life. But I like it, diversifying your association, which actually adds a bit more to that. It isn't avoiding mm-hmm. people. It's diverse, inclusive, being more inclusive. Right. So I want to give you an opportunity to share uh, because I know a lot of people have benefited from your story, but, and it's been so great to have you on the show. So I want you to just share from your heart what you'd like to say for people who are in 2019 and they're still searching, they're still seeking, and they need some help. They need a superpower. <laughs> You know, I heard it like this: your 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 future was was placed inside of you, and your you, your future was in you when you were born, right? People are are looking for as as, as it's been said their their superpower. Mm-hmm. I would say stop 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 looking for your superpower. I would just say start doing because what I find is is with most um, educated people, they they analyze and they risk assess um, even in their personal life. Don't just just do, right? I could have easily said, I mean, I I can do thirty miles an hour on my skateboard downhill, but if I were to just write down all of the risks, well, trust me on this one, like the potential risks heavily outweigh the reward. But when you just put one foot in front of the other, because people don't people don't like to start, they don't like to move, mm-hmm. they, they don't, and they, they they don't know their position. And I call them my my PAOs, position action opportunities. They don't know what their position is. They think they do. They they, they don't. Um, they don't. They don't take take action. And then people use the phrase all the time: take action. But just start. Instead mm-hmm. of thinking, well, do I want to do that? No. Just the moment you're inclined to do a thing, do that thing. Don't think about the end result or the work involved. Just put one foot forward. And this is something everybody can relate to. You get in an argument with your spouse. Or there's mm-hmm. just that riff in the house where nobody's saying anything. Be the first person to say something. Mm-hmm. Say something of, of substance, which would be, you know what, I apologize. Or, you know what, let's just put this aside. Let's go get some ice cream. I'll buy sprinkles. Right, just something silly. But we get so caught up in our neighborhoods and, and our life outside of self, mm-hmm. we don't know how to forgive ourselves. We're still holding on to things. If you're alive and something happened to you as a child, something happened to you in your adolescent years, your teen years, somebody did something to you, if that person's still alive, I bet they're not thinking about you. So just (laughs) forgive them because your angst and anger about something that happened, I get it, it sucks, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, is only holding you back and it's hurting your relationships. 
So right. forgive yourself. Forgive them. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to them and tell them, I forgive you. Just in your heart, forgive them because you will never. Success is a feeling. It is not, mo- it's not monetary. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling. And, and enjoy Life is short. Well, I am just thrilled. I, I want to just share this to your book, Success and Accomplishments Are Not Enough. Where can they get this book? Is it an Amazon, Barnes & Nobles? Yes. Yeah, so they, they can go to Amazon under Dom Fawcett um, okay. and find my book, Think, Think Reactly. Um, it should be on my website, domfawcett.com. The assessment's on the website. Uh, they can find that there. But I would, And it's got a workbook in the back. Oh, great. That's wonderful. So listeners, for those out there, you can have materials that can further help you because this is the new year. And I know that many of you have benefited from Dom's story today. I know that whatever background, circumstances, obstacles and traumas that you faced or you're angry, depressed, because I know this is your time and you have to say that to yourself. This is my time. And I'm letting go of the past, and I'm clinging to what is ahead. So, listeners, I just cannot thank Dom enough for sharing his story today from his heart. If we had a lot more time, we'd get into more depth. But I want you to know that this has been a pleasure, Dom, to have you on the show today and to just share. Thank you for the invite. You know, and be so transparent because, you know, just thinking of you sitting in a closet with a Glock, no, it just is it's amazing. And to have an amazing woman in your life to say, mm-hmm. I'm not scared. I love you. Right. I mean, I'm almost that's in tears thinking about that. And the look on her face uh, to have you share, that's the first time you ever felt that somebody actually loved you, you know, and right. said, I love you. So that's something laudable, I think. And so I, I'm so happy to have the listeners to have that message for them today. So I want to thank all of you for listening today. Know that this is your year and say, I will live each day recognizing and walking in my superpower, because as we all know, it is not external, but it's internal. So Don, thank you so much again for coming on the show today. And you know what? We got to do this again <laughs> because I think there's so much more that we can share because I want to talk about how, some of the top exports that mentored you and what was your secret. So we're going to have to have you back on the show for part two. So really, yes, there's going to be a, a really blessing for you. And thank you so much for coming on my show today. This is Dr. Barbara Young. And I'm signing off until next week. We got another guest that Dom and I both know. Tucker Bearden, who has a fabulous story of how he survived homelessness and autism. So stay tuned next week. And this is Dr. Barbara Young. Have a blessed week and I'll see you in your superpower (laughs) in you. (laughs) Thank you for listening. appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.